This is A.T. Perry, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here of course with the Trash Man, a little bit off of our usual Tuesday, Thursday schedule, because Trash Man was traveling, I didn't know where. Now I find out, Trash Man, tell the audience where where you find yourself right now. I'm in Hawaii right now. Why don't you take a look, you know what I'm Oh nice my God! It looks beautiful. Jungle. For any, anybody listening on the anybody listening to on the podcast feed, Trash Man just turned around his laptop and showed what looks like a very very luscious set of greenery outside. <laughs> um, outside the verdant, window, verdant uh, vegetation. How close are you to the ocean? Ten minutes walk. And so you're there with some woman who's paid for everything, and you got a flight, <laughs> and you got and you got a flight and a free flight voucher from a friend on a, on 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 Alaska Airlines, correct? Uh, more, more or less, so. <laughs> it's just un- it's it's unbelievable. People think that this whole thing's a bit trash, man. It's like, um, golly, I've never, I, dude. I've I've been to every state in the lower forty-eight, man. I've never never been to Hawaii. You never been to Hawaii? You got to get out here, man. Well, I don't I, I don't have friends sending me flight vouchers and wouldn't want to pay for my stay. Um. Okay, uh, well, let's get into it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about today. Continue with our series on the um, the NFL drafts, fantasy fallout, and the impact by division. Today we'll uh, have our third out of four. We'll go with the NFC South and the NFC East. So I guess you just do you want to start with the South trash man? Yeah, let's start with Atlanta. Okay, so Atlanta they go. Um, of course, they went with Bijan Robinson there with the number eight pick overall out of Texas. You've heard us talk about Bijan ad nauseum. Um, just a terrific player, and I, th- I mean, I think I, I don't think it's the worst landing spot. There are some concerns that I do have after doing a little bit of reading and research for this podcast earlier today that we can talk about. After that, I really like that they took uh, Matthew Berger on. The kid, uh, number seventy-eight at the Senior Bowl. Do you re- do you remember him? He like the kid from Syracuse. His whole family was there, just walking yeah. around wearing his jerseys to all the offensive line drills. <laughs> um, but he he was a good player there, a standout, and, and a, a guy who a lot of people thought, um, even though he, he projects to play guard, would go in the first round. But they end up getting him in the second round. So they go guard, they go defensive end, they go corner, safety, and another guard. So after getting a lot of crap from guys like Michael Lombardi, who said that they're just drafting a seven on seven team in Atlanta um, with, you know, Kyle Pitts, you know, with Drake London, and then with B. John Robinson, they do use the rest of this draft to address some of those, you know, some of those positions that you would kind of expect from a team that needs a lot of help on defense and a team that needs to really be reworking the offensive line. I think that the, one of the bigger notes is no, really no wide receiver help, right? Which is um, befuddling so, to me. 
so we're looking at, at Mac Hollins probably stays as the wide receiver two there for that team. We know the teams love Mac Hollins as a, as a run blocker. That's kind of what he's known as. So that would sort of fit the mold of what Arthur Smith is, has wanted to do. Um, and it but just, is, is there really a more team? Is there really a team that needed wide receiver help more than the Falcons in the league right now? It's yeah, there is kind of blows my mind. There is one you can name the one that does, can't you? The Titans. I, mean, I was going to say Tennessee. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's like both of those guys have Drake. Lund- one has Drake London. One has Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, and not much else. Not much else behind those two 2022 rookies. So um, rookies that need to break out this year. Um, I I think it's good for Drake London, though, that they didn't take any of these guys. I just I, – I, I worry, man. I was reading on The Athletic. Their, their um, Atlanta Falcons beat writer had a fan Q&A this, uh, uh, yesterday or the day before. Maybe it was over the weekend. And somebody was saying, like, how are the touches going to be distributed here? Because, you know, I, I want Bijan to get the touches. But Tyler Algier, we forget. Can you believe that it was the best It was the best season, rookie season yardage-wise for a running back in Atlanta Falcons history? That's what the beat writers <laughs> said. I mean, I had no idea. It, it was it was a thousand-yard season. It was a good season for Tyler, for Tyler Algier. Um, yeah, I, I thought Tyler Algier was in great pos- position to have – you know, I kind of break out year this year. We got Cody and Chad talking about John who, <laughs> my God. Um, they, uh, they said that the writer does bring up a good point though, in saying that this team is going to be a fantasy nightmare is, is what he said. It's like, it's going to be hard to know that like, he said they brought in Bijan Robinson not to be a fantasy football player, of course. They brought him in for real football purposes. Um, Atlanta last year faced the second highest rate of, of stack boxes of any team in the whole league. I just I I wonder if this is going to be something where maybe with Bijan, we know where you know where he's being taken right now in these early drafts, like the 107, the 108. He's he he's up there now in the in the um in the best ball mania three and in the puppy. He's going before Austin Eckler at this point, and he certainly before Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley. You know, it goes Christian McCaffrey and then a bunch of wide receivers, and then Bijan's usually the next running back off the off the board right now. It could be a spot where, you know, I mean, we know he has Ladanian Tomlinson like talent, but he might not get a Ladanian Tomlinson like workload. The team might not be in scoring position that often. Are um, you saying you want to drop Bijan Robinson more in the dynasty rankings? No, no, no. Because I think it dynasty. I'm. I, I think I'm looking at it more from a because re- you're in charge of the dynasty top two fifty. I'm looking at it more from a redraft perspective since I'm constantly having to hone in and do these tests on the on, on the underdog cheat sheets and kind of get ready for the for you know the real cheat sheet season that'll start here at the end of May. And I'm just I'm just I'm just wondering. It's like I think I've always thought it was. I always thought Bijan was fair kind of there at the turn, you know, to have a, a good solid choice between guys like Eckler, Bijan, JT. He's sort of entered into a tier of his own. And I just begin to wonder, is it, a, is it starting to get a little bit high, right? 
is it starting to get a little bit high whenever he's sometimes going ahead of guys like Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown? And, um, you know, I, 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 can, I can certainly understand why because, you know, we know that the talent is otherworldly. We, we simply know that. But do, do you have any concerns about the talent? And, and dude, Cordell I mean, Patterson's yes and no, but I mean, like the thing is like, I mean, Barry Sanders, can, can you name another lion on that? offense maybe it was like maybe is it Herman Moore maybe I don't know like who else was on that offense like or even when LaDainian Tomlinson was you know on the Chargers can you name any other skilled players in that time I mean was Vincent Jackson maybe around then but like they're really these were guys who were on offenses that weren't spectacular in any other means um so I feel like if he's a truly transcendent player like we think he is he should be able to produce well, yeah, right. Like, like, like we know he is. And I, I just, I think the fact that they didn't address wide receivers, that's going to be big for Drake London, right? That's going to be big for, it for, should for Drake. London. For sure. <laughs> I thought it would be last season. They're going to have to pass the ball a little bit more. I think trash, man. Hey, two um, tight ends, the next team. So let's see here. Um, let's go to Carolina. So, I mean, very consequential draft for them as it relates to fantasy football because the first two picks they took were Bryce Young, of course, with the first overall pick, and Jonathan Mingo, your guy, oh with the eighth pick of the second round. Uh, Mingo, as we all know, six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds. We, you know, he got he gets the comparisons to AJ Brown because you know he played at Ole Miss. Um. Did some of the work as sort of that big slot wide receiver. We were concerned maybe coming into the senior bowl, he was a lot more of a Dontario Drummond than an AJ Brown. He he went on to show us that he's probably not AJ Brown, but he's not Dontario Drummond. Um, as things stack up right now, I mean, Mingo's Mingo's he's starting to get a little bit of, you know, starting to get a little bit of juice within the fantasy community as somebody you could take in the, you know, the 13th, 14th round of some of these drafts. And um, I think it's probably, you know, I mean, the, the guy at six foot two, 220 did run a four, four, six. And he's a guy who beforehand reminded us of, you know, he has that ability to um, not necessarily you know, in the, in the open field, he has the elusiveness that you get just from being a big beastly dude. Like we saw kind of like we saw, I don't, that's why my comp was Nikhil Harry. I know it's a bad comp because, you know, he's been in the news lately, you know, he's, he's, he's getting let go and, everything like that, but sort of a maybe, maybe Brian Edwards was another one. I know you didn't like that one quite as much. You, you, you said he was a DK Metcalf. Um, I, I mean, I said that was the closest thing to me that I could, that I could compare him to that's playing in the NFL right now. Yeah. If you look at the depth chart right now, they do have Terrace Marshall. They have DJ Chark. Of course they brought in Adam Thielen, um, Adam Thielen, I couldn't believe it when I looked into it. I guess they signed him into a deal that could be three years long at age 33. So they've they've actually kind of really committed to him. You know, he's going to be out of the slot. It feels like Sharp's going to be um, one of the outside guys. And then whenever they go to three wide receiver sets, it feels like the battle with Mingo is going to be with Terrace Marshall Jr. I think if I'm picking my fighter there, I'm going to be I'm, I'll be picking Jonathan Mingo. Just because I kind of I'll, I'll side with the devil that I don't know as far as what he's done in the NFL so far, or uh, you know versus the devil I do know. Terrace Marshall, you know, liked him as a prospect. I'm not sure that I could. It's certainly you know we're seeing he's not even being taken in 18 rounds right now. 
of these best ball tournaments. Whereas Mingo goes, you know, well, well before those last sort of stab kind of picks. So are, d- d- does that fall in line with what you think? And then how do you think that Bryce Young, um, with the with the work that you've done on him, you know, they've they've done good things with the, that offensive line, right? They have done things to fix that defense there in Carolina. Uh, you look around the division. I think the Saints pro- are, the, are the Saints favored to win that division. I think they were last time I saw, but I think Carolina's probably. I mean, I mean, it, it would be a slight advantage. Carol, Carolina, yeah, this is a wide open, bad, bad division. I think that they're going to have some. They're, they're going to have some real opportunities here. They're, they're, they're going to be playing some bad defenses. Um, and Carolina's and, defense wasn't bad last season. I mean, I feel like they've gotten better, but they weren't bad. Right. Yeah, well, they they certainly have some really good pieces. <laughs> they certainly have some really good pieces. Pieces the teams are wanting to trade multiple first round picks to go ahead and get off their hands. Um, you think you think Thielen's playing exclusively out of the slot? Yeah, at this point in his career, I, I think he kind of has to. You know, because because you know, even whenever uh, whenever he met with Scott Fitterer, um, you know, when they were talking about or whenever Fitterer was talking to somebody in the media about Adam Thielen and about his age. Uh, he said after he met with him and sort of talked to him that he came away thinking, you know, Adam Thielen's a guy whose age doesn't take away some of the things that he's really good. So, you know, just his, his, his craftiness, his, his short area stuff, his ability to, to separate and get open. But a lot of that has to do with doing it out of the slot, right? Have, have, having that clean space to operate in. Right. Not not being jammed up there. So he's definitely in the slot and because it only it only makes sense. Right. Well, I'm saying from from never play perspective from Mingo. I feel like Mingo could be an asset in the slot. Yeah, they're going to play him outside. I think it's just I think that I think it's Mingo versus Terrace Marshall there. Um, and you know they didn't do anything to address running back and they paid Miles Sanders an absurd amount of money. They gave him, you know, the, what was it through was it trash me was that three years 24 million dollars let me just look and see miles sanders i'll just look it up on spot track you know the fact that we're not we're not really worried about anything there except for chuba hubbard he signed his deal uh i'm i'm, I'm sorry it was a it's a four-year deal at 25 million um so they'll definitely have him for the next two years there's a potential out in 2025 where there'll only be 2.9 million um, dead cap associated with an 8.175 million dollar cap hit, and, and that year he'll be age 28. So we're really kind of looking at a two-year deal here for Miles Sanders. But I think it, I think that they're going to lean on him and try to get Bryce Young, um, try to get Bryce Young acclimated with a good, solid running game as somebody who he can depend on. And we know from college, I think they'll get Sanders involved heavily in the passing game too. Well, it, well you know that Bryce Young does that, right? Bryce Young, I mean, just if you watch your Jameer Gibbs stuff, you just you, you you saw that that's something that he'll do. He's he he's he's undersized. He can avoid pressure. Right, it makes he can sense. Dump it off, and so I, I think Miles Sanders. He's he's it, it feels like he's it feels like he's dropping right now. And when you look at um, when I'm looking at the uh, best ball cheat sheet, which by the way, you can go download right now with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com with the best ball cheat sheet right now. I also have it to where you can download the CSV and upload the CSV directly into underdog. So you still need the cheat sheet up next to you. So you can see which players you 
have a choice between and stuff like that. And you can make slight deviations to, to create your stacks and everything. But um, as I'm in there, I'm finding Miles Sanders sometimes is at the top of my queue with where the uh, ADP is. So I think we're going to be getting a good bit of him. I wonder, and have I asked you before this? Because I keep stro- would 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 you rather have Miles Sanders or J.K. Dobbins? I, I I think I've asked you that. Those are the two yeah. guys. I mean, their 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 ADPs are so similar. I think you said you'd rather have Dobbins, and we and we talked I about. I think initially like, I said I'd rather have Dobbins. I'm warming up to the idea of Sanders, Sanders. especially it. with the passing game. Yep. All right. Um. So the next one was so see. NFC South. So the next one would be the would be the Saints, right? So New Orleans. We know what they did with their third round pick, and that's they went with Kendra Miller out of TCU, one of our favorites, a guy who we've been on the whole time. Outside of that, uh, they also did take Jake Hayner out of Fresno, Fresno State, which a pick I, I just did not understand. I didn't I didn't like Hayner much at all. Um, they also. What do you mean you don't understand? They they traded for Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Derek Carr is going to be kind of good for the Saints, man. Like, he's going to be good. He's going to be good for Olave. I, I mean, I think they're both mid-quarterbacks, so. They took A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest, who Byron really liked uh, coming out this this last year. As far as what the roster sort of looks like right now, I, I think that the running back stuff is kind of what we need to focus on the most with Alvin Kamara's situation still up in the air right him being older um jamal williams who regardless of whether he was the touchdown leader last year in detroit he i i think we all know that jamal i think we all know what jamal williams is at, at this point there's going to be a time this season where kendra miller gets an opportunity and he's gonna he's gonna run with it and so in dynasty he's a major major asset he's a major major talent i think we're higher on him in dynasty than most everybody else we have been the whole time he was um we're you know for us to have him as a consensus you know what he's a consensus is he top top three top three running back in in, in the class for us i don't have our rookie rankings pulled up was was charbonnet uh, four. yeah so I top top four so item at five overall which that was only because of the injury right the thing was the Kendra Miller's injury, the the the, the knee, uh, that that question was answered the, the minute he got taken in round three by the Saints. The Saints aren't worried about it, right? He's gonna be fine yeah. for OTAs. Like they're they're not worried about it. So now that I'm not worried about the injury anymore, I likely would have ranked um, Kendra Miller as my running back four in the class. Byron had him as his running back two. You had him as your running back four. Um, so. Overall, it's like whenever you look at the whenever you look at the grand scheme of things, you know he's probably he needs to be the third or fourth, may, you know third maybe the fourth running back off the board in your dynasty rookie drafts, and that's just depending on how you feel about uh, how Devon A. Chain can can hold up and how long he can hold up there in there in Miami and in, in that you know and what and what's a really good fit for him that we've talked about before. Um, other than that, I'm not really sure. I mean, do, do, does, does A.T. Perry worry you at all about Chris Olave, or does this main worries with you just kind of lay with, like, yeah, Michael Thomas is coming back. They have, you know, there, there are other things to if, – if, if you're predisposed to worrying about this stuff, I mean, you probably – I'd be more worried about Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid. Um, 
players like that, Juwan Johnson coming back, getting a getting a, a decent deal. What do you think? A.T. Perry, any fantasy viability for him or just like fifth round or rookie draft type of fodder? I mean, I do like his height, you know. He's a six foot three, almost 200 pounds. He I mean, I think be, he's fine, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of these guys. Could, I mean, I like, I like Grant Dubose. He could Dubose be a red zone height. asset. He could be a red zone asset for sure. I mean, um, dude, he, he's there to, he's there to, he's there to try and take on guys like Traquan Smith and render yeah. them useless. I didn't know, I didn't realize that Brian Edwards is currently on this roster. That's interesting. Golly, how the how the mighty have fallen. They still have guys like they still have guys like Keith Kirkwood running around here. They did get some uh they brought in some free agents. They brought in some 2023 free agents as well. So they're gonna be cycling through these guys. Malik Flowers, Shaquan Davis, and Cy Barnett, the three others that they brought in. AT Perry, the only wide receiver that they drafted, though. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. Well, I think the tight end situation is a little more interesting to me now that Foster Moreau has been brought in, you know, I think oh, yeah, just because just of his, con- to, his connection with um, Foster Moreau. See, but trash, but aren't you the one that always he, says Foster Moreau? Yeah, no, he's ga- I think he's garbage, but they give him a pretty decent deal, it seems like. And his just his connection with Derek Carr, maybe it was something that Derek Carr requested is, you know, kind of what Their connection was shitty. I mean, the, to me, it doesn't make any other sense, you know, than Derek Carr probably suggested they bring him in. Because other, otherwise, he I'm both – brought him I'm, back in because he's from Louisiana. I'm befuddled by this. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I don't know either. Taysom Hill is going to swindle them all somehow. Taysom Hill oh. in his age 33 season. Yeah. Um, forget how old he is. Yeah, well, dude, he, I mean, he went to BYU. Did he go off on a mission trip and all this stuff before you had to get, like, yeah, he was yeah. old in, he was old in mean, college. Eight million guaranteed for Moreau. That seems like. For, hold me. on, for, for how many, for, not for a year. It's got to be a two year deal. It's a, well, it's a three year contract. But three year. Okay. I was going to say, he's not, he's not getting eight mil a year. <laughs> okay. But it's, but eight million of that. Is guaranteed. Okay. Um, let's go let's go to Tampa Bay. So I actually loved their first two picks in this draft. Um Kalaja Kansi out of Pittsburgh, and then just my guy, dude, our guy, Cody Mock out of North Dakota State with the big missing two front teeth on his on his grill from the senior bowl. Just an epic Viking of a epic Viking of a man. Um, this is where I thought Charbonnet should have gone, but well, this is where we hoped that uh, were, there were a lot of backs that could go, and I think that what that did was, you know, we're, we're seeing now that the Rashad White hype is begun to sort of start. They did. Um, I had, I had complete. I don't can't believe how I'd forgot. I'd forgotten that they brought in Chase Edmonds. You know, so Chase Edmonds is there. Right. But here's the thing: he's a largely forgettable guy to me anyway. I'm just, I'm just out on Chase. Um, at this point, I'm out on Chase Edmonds. Well, it just seems ne- to me like what they would bring him in for is what um, Rashad White actually excels at. So, yeah, and you know what they they asked Rashad White, um, you know whether the, I was reading on Pewter Report earlier. They had an interview with him from before the NFL draft because there was all the speculation the Bucks were might want to take Bijan Robinson, 
and yeah. they were asking like, what if, what if the, what if, you know, what if Bijan comes here? And he's like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't care. I'm here to compete, blah, 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 like all this stuff like that. Um, afterwards they said like, well, now do you feel like you're the RB one, you know, in, for this, for this team? And Rashad White just said, RB one, RB two. It's like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm here to compete. I'm here to make the team better. I'm, you know, like he just gave a bunch of this talk. But from the actions of the team, it feels like Rashad White's you know, he's kind of the RB1. Um, the one thing is, I think that behind the scenes, what people care about there is there's a, there's a worry in that front office about his fumbling. He, uh, he had too many fumbles last year. He lost three. That's something that I hadn't really thought much about, but it just seemed like, man, and it, everything you read, everything you hear about it, when the sort of the insiders around Tampa Bay talking about him, they say he really needs to work on his ball security. So just something there to keep in mind with Rashad White, but certainly a guy that, you know, super, super gifted player that we thought was really good at the senior bowl last year. He was on our all senior bowl team along with, um, along with uh, Damian Pierce. We kind of, we, you know, both those guys, I mean, both those guys impressed us similarly and it looks like Rashad White who's going, you know, he's, he's not going as high as I, I would think he would in some of these best ball drafts. Um, I know that we had given Matt, Kelly, and Cody and them a lot of trouble for having Rashad White as like their 19th overall player in their dynasty rankings at the Senior Bowl. But it's looking like they were maybe a little bit ahead of the curve there. I still You don't feel like you don't feel like Sean Tucker could have some influence on that backfield? Though? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He could. Yeah. He absolutely could. Um, I mean, if question, not for this mysterious health issues, the, well, the he question with him, well, do, I mean, here's, here's the question with him. Do you believe, you know, Sean Tucker went to them as an undrafted free agent, right? He didn't get drafted yeah. in the seventh round. No, he did. Right. They didn't have a seventh round pick. Um, it, well, you know, th- there was the Bob McGinn article. That's the only place where it's been stated before that Sean Tucker might have a heart, like a heart issue. Mm. So, if it's a heart issue, I think that's something where it's just like the team, your team just the team is to, the the doctors have to clear him. You know they sign waivers, and if you're fine playing him, I mean you're fine playing him. Do you remember how this was with um, what was it? Who was like Ma- like Maurice Hurst? Do you remember him? I I do. Yeah, like they're just they're guys like this who have you know various kind of heart stuff that one team. I think for Hurst it was the Raiders. They just said like, hey, yeah, we'll 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 play him, you know. Yeah. So, so um, that I just uh, I I don't know. Like I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I I was reading on Dr. David Chow's website today earlier, trash man, that Bo Jackson has a case of the hiccups that he hadn't been able to get rid of since goddamn July of 2022. <laughs> he's done everything. He's he he's he, he's hung upside down. He's tried to have his friends and family jump out of random places and scare him <laughs> scare him <laughs> <laughs> he can't get rid of the hiccups he's having this um he's having to get a procedure next next week huh so that's anyway. really intriguing it feels like a feels like a weird weird ailment all right uh just another reminder guys all of our content you can find over at rosterwatch.com a bunch of stuff right now up for our pro subscribers like we said the best ball cheat sheets the dynasty rookie cheat sheets the up the csv upload for underdog fantasy we also have trash man overseeing the dynasty top 250 for startups both in one qb and super flex so make sure and go check that out you can support us by getting a pro membership at rosterwatch.com it's gonna be extremely useful to you when we start doing all the stuff 
for our preparations for our actual big time season long drafts um, coming into the summer. Also, if you could, please rate and review the podcast. If you're listening to it on Apple or Spotify, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. I've been told I need to start asking for these things. So please do all those things. We would greatly appreciate it. All right. Um, I guess NFC North. I know we were going to do NFC East. NFC East. So when I look at the NFC East, the first team is the – Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? How about them? All right. So they went with they 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 went with the big the big Michigan uh, defensive lineman Mozzie Smith with the first pick. The only real pick here of any fantasy relevance. There are two two of them. I guess maybe three if you consider Jalen Brooks the wide receiver they took out of South Carolina, but uh, Luke 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 Shoemaker out of Michigan, as well as uh, Deuce Vaughn. Out of Kansas State, Luke Shoemaker, of course, a, uh, a tight end, not super, super productive from a receiving standpoint, but they think that he can be. He's also a, he's also known as like a really good blocker. Um, Deuce Vaughn is the more interesting piece to me because, I mean, he enters a depth chart where it's Tony Pollard, it's Ronald Jones, it's Malik Davis, and it's Deuce Vaughn. And I know they only spent a six-round pick on him, but – you know, his dad, his dad, Chris Vaughn, he was a coach at Texas here for a long time, a, a DB's coach. Deuce Vaughn went to school at Pflugerville, which is right outside of Austin. Um, he, he was overlooked by Texas whenever his dad was a coach here, but he was not overlooked by the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL draft when his dad worked for that team. I think his dad actually got to make the call, which was such a <laughs> – yeah, he, he did, which was a cool thing to watch. Um, Trashman – Am I crazy to think that Deuce Vaughn's going to have a bigger role than people think? No. I mean, he could be the number two running back in that offense. And we've seen the number two running back, you know, thrive in fantasy for the people have been people have been doubting that guy for too long. And I know he's I know he's too small. He's five foot five. I get it and stuff. But man, he's a I just I'm just telling you, he's going to be one of these guys like I I guarantee you this trash man. We're we're getting the, the NFL schedules tomorrow. We'll get to see who Dallas is playing in in, in week one. I'll, I'll put in at least a few DFS lineups where I have where I have Deuce Vaughn in there. He could have like a week. He could have like the Tariq Cohen first game. You know what I mean? They could run him out. There. Like he he's a hard guy. To, he's just he's a fun player. He's a, but he's a, man. He's a hard guy to tackle. He's just, he's just a hard guy to see. I think that the Darren Sproles comps, I, I know they're lazy. They're two really short, really awesome, super productive just dynamos from Kansas State. But yeah. those those make sense. They really are, it really is an apt comparison. What about um, – well, it's dude, a, a, a lot of those types of players end up at K-State. Players are just like – you know, just like something's maybe just a little bit wrong with their profile. That's why they're not at a bigger school. You know what I mean? Um the uh, not not to say that K State's not a perfectly fine school. Um, anything else? I mean, with the tight ends, does this like does it? it to, to me, it just muddies up the stuff with Ferguson. Yeah, and exactly. Hendershot and Ferguson; those are supposed to be the obvious step up this season. I don't know why they drafted a tight end that early in the draft. It didn't didn't really make sense to me, considering that they seem to have talent at the position. Well, they uh, apparently they really wanted Dal- Dalton Kincaid. They didn't want Michael Mayer, which yeah. was which was funny. 
we talked to people who are, who I think have pretty good insight about the Dallas Cowboys at events like the Senior Bowl and the Combine, and they, you know, I'd heard from some of those people that, that they thought Michael Mayer was awesome. So um, interesting that they were so into Kincaid. Any thoughts on just like I like we said, we think that Deuce Vaughn's good, and we think he could be productive, but I feel like this is good for Pollard. You know, it's good for Pollard. It's not Bijan. It's not Kendra Miller. It's not Zach Charbonnet. Something like that. That you know that that could have hurt Pollard pretty badly. Um, Pollard it doesn't feel like to me is really caught up that much as far as we have him right now as our running back. I mean, you can make an argument that he could be running back six. We have him at running back seven. You know, I think that, and that just depends. I mean, do, do you like Pollard? Do you like Pollard better than Nick Chubb? Yes. I see. I do too. I mean, I think he's on a better offense. He's the only guys you know, who I can more make an asset def- in the passing game. The only guys who I can make what I feel like are definitive, you know, season long stands versus Pollard or McCaffrey, and then that Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan deal, maybe Saquon. And then it's got to be Pollard. After him, it's like Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry and, you know, these, these kinds of guys. So, um, But Pollard doesn't seem to be getting that kind of value because as I'm running these tests on doing – now they have the $5 puppy up on Underdog. I'm running te- just test after test after test now that I can just upload this CSV. And I've been noticing we're getting a decently high exposure to, to Pollard there, which I, which I like, dude. If you can get, I love that. If, if 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 you can get two wide receivers right off the bat and start off with Pollard, are you kidding me? As your as, as your RB one, so yeah, gotta like that there. Uh, the next team in alphabetical order for the NFC East would that be the I guess it'd be the Giants? Yeah, no, it's the Eagles. I mean, well, I guess if we're talking about New York, the the name of the city. Okay, yeah, yeah, New York. So the big. I guess the big news for them was they went with Jalen Hyatt with the 10th pick in the third round, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Um, they also did take Eric Gray in the fifth round, who just had a miserable draft season post-senior bowl. Um, of course, the running back out of OU, who was just a pass-catching maven there. To me, that feels like really good Saquon Barkley insurance, though. He's, he's a very poor man, Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. Just a guy who can do it all. I mean, he can he – can, he can run well in the zone scheme. He can run well in the man gap scheme, um, and he can he can absolutely he can absolutely be an asset in the receiving the game. game. Yeah. The the only problem is what the four six two forty time. Just was that what it was? It was something. It was something miserable, dude. Eric Gray didn't know he he ran a four six three at pro day, which we which we had to adjust for pro day up to a four six eight, but. He is a guy who we kind of, you know, he there's there's um there's some Kylan Hill to his game, there's some Devontae Freeman to his game, maybe a little bit of Kenneth Gainwell or Eno Benjamin. I think that those are kind of good comps for for Eric Gray. For you, where does Jalen Hyatt fit into the? I mean, he's a third round pick. Other than that, they have Isaiah Hodgins there who who looked pretty good last. I mean, they have a. It's a little bit crowded there. I mean, they have Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell got brought in. They have Wandale Robinson coming back, who was a second-round pick. I can't believe that Sterling Shepard is still kicking around that roster. They brought in Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia um, as far as rookies. I mean, they, dude, they're going to have to – they don't have much as far as 
at the very top of this roster, but they have decent guys all throughout this roster. They have Colin Johnson from Texas who got hurt last year. Your boy Jeff Smith that used to be a New York Jet. Jamison Crowder is is is, is on that roster now. Um, there's a lot of the lot. Of, David Sills is still on that roster, so this is going to be a tough one. This, this is going to be it's this is going to be even tough like in preseason to know which one of these depth guys to pick who's going to get all their run. They really got a lot of them. Feels like Jalen Hyatt, though. I mean, we know that he can get down the field. He can run, dude. He, he can go. To me, he feels like the most obvious threat to guys like Slayton, maybe Hodgins, who, you know, we saw do a lot downfield last year, but doesn't come with any I don't see – H- I see Hodgins playing out of the slot more so. I feel like – I don't Hyatt's think they can gonna... do that, trash man. Like they 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 brought in Paris Campbell for a reason. They have Wandale Robinson. They're not going to put him in the slot. I think that's where he'd best be suited. But well, they're not going to do it. They're going to put him on the outside so. and use him as a burner. You know that's just what they're going to do. They're going to give Daniel Jones a deep threat. I think Hyatt's that deep threat. Hyatt, yeah, but just not out of the slot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be Hyatt Robinson and probably Campbell who end up being on the field most of the time. But you so but Campbell and Campbell and Robinson, I I just don't see either of those guys playing anywhere except the slot trash man. Robinson and Campbell. I mean Robinson, I think is just as much of a burner. Yeah, but he's small. Yeah, so. I mean, it's like, come on. We've, we've seen this slot guy. He played almost completely out of the slot last year. Like, these guys, have, these guys have unbelievably high slot slot rates, both Paris and Wando. I'm wondering how they're both, how they're planning on even getting him on the field. Robinson's a playmaker. Robinson's a playmaker. I think, regardless of where they put him on the field, he's going to be a playmaker. I think they're going to find ways to get him on the field. Anything on Eric Gray? Does it mean he's just a handcuff to you? I he's don't just think a handcuff. I mean, but the chances are Barkley may get hurt at some point in this season. Or, I mean, Barkley said he's not going to – Barkley says he's gonna not coming to practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not – like, he's he's he, he's not coming. Um, so, well, he'll definitely get some run. He'll get he'll get to show what he's doing, right? He'll get to show. Um, all right, so my, my second favorite draft of the draft was – uh, was the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they didn't do anything that's fantasy relevant here. Um, but just getting Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith from Georgia there in the first just getting round. getting the Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> defense. Which, inclu- which includes now, well, and on offense, they did get DeAndre Swift. Right? Yeah. So how does that make you feel about – it feels to me like it sends Rashad Penny to the, to the gutters – I don't. Do you just think it's going to be – do you think that the Detroit Lions sending him off so unceremoniously and just saying, man, we don't, we don't even want him. Philly can basically have him for free for a year just to test drive him, not have to give him a new contract. Yeah. They can just have him. You know what I mean? Like I think that that says something about how they feel about his ability to stay healthy or maybe just about his style or just whatever – we we've complained about running back committees in Philadelphia for a long time, but I mean the DeAndre Swift stuff it, it it has to it has to hurt. I mean there's just there's a finite number of touches to go around to the running backs in that offense. They want to get the ball to AJ Brown. They want to get to Devontae Smith. They want it. We never to get thought it. we never we never thought that Penny would be the exclusive, you know, 
backfit runner. I know, well, I know, but trash man on top of wanting to get to Goddard and want to get to wanting to get it to the, the, the two, probably the, the best, best or second best one, two receiving duo in the, in the league. Right. And you have a quarterback. That's like the best QB sneaker that I've ever seen. He might be their best running back. Like what? I mean, it, it, you bring Deandre Swift into this equation. It muddies this whole thing up, dude. It really does. Um, I'm not high on DeAndre Swift for, for those reasons. Um, I think in dynasty, if you can sell him right now, just for the hype of being on a good team, you know, I think, well, they, yeah. And I don't think they see him as a, you know, first two down back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like anybody has during his whole time in the league. It could have been. So a that's mis- why, I'm, that's why I'm not as low on Penny after the fact. Y- y- but trash man, that doesn't make any sense. Like you had to have been low on him to begin with, and now like I've, DeAndre Swift, I've never been. Like I've help. always thought I've always thought Penny was an amazing back, and get and when when he's healthy, amazing. He was top five at a stretch last season when he was healthy. Okay, we're getting to the point where we're talking about Rashad Penny being <laughs> amazing. Um, he was. The Washington football team did not do anything to address any of these fantasy positions they took chris rodriguez in the sixth round which to me is just like they they literally they're just after every to me that's like they're thinking like man we just we just want to get our next peyton barber let's go out and get these sluggy let's go out and get brian robinson (laughs) Let's go out and get Chris Rodriguez. We said about Chris Chris, Chris Rodriguez at the Senior Bowl. We're like, well, goddamn man, like that guy, that 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 guy will work his ass off for you to to, to get those three and a half yards that he can churn out. <laughs> he leaves it all out on the field, going half Clouded speed to get dust. those three and a half, three and a half four yards there uh, for him. But yeah, I mean, I I mean, I think that the fact that running back wasn't addressed at all, I'm not I'm I'm not off this whole thing that Eric Bieniemy. Like sources told us at the combine, is going to be is going to make Antonio Gibson the biggest beneficiary offensively of, of of him being there. I don't think that that's wrong. I think that they're going to use Antonio Gibson in the in the receiving game. We've seen how his his Chiefs teams under Andy Reid with that. I'm I'm sorry, yeah, it was Chiefs teams under Andy Reid with that same philosophy that he's always had. To you know, use the running back as a as an as an outlet. Going back to you know, even the Brian Westbrook stuff, the what they what they drafted Clyde edwards helaire to do. Yeah, what we've seen them at least, at least maybe not with maybe not with um, um, Pacheco, but certainly like a, 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 in a tandem with like with McKinnon. You've seen the guys get used in that kind of way. To me, I'm just like Brian Robinson. Just he stinks. Right. Well, the most important thing here is that they released McKissick in March, and I think that's what really opens up things for Gibson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because Chris Rod, I guess, I mean, I guess, I mean, other than that, who do they have? They have Jonathan Williams. They have Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson. Come on. I mean, this this is this is this is no good. Um, yeah, and really nothing done at the at the wide receiver position at all. You know, it's still Terry McLaurin. Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. It's a it's a pretty pretty good receiving core that's going to be yeah. 
It's going to be there going against your Cowboys with our boy Sam Howell. Your boy Sam yeah, Howell. Yeah, as my boy Sam Howell, I think he's a – you know, they, they showed – he showed them the enough, enough to make him the starter, I guess the de facto starter the, the, uh, so far this season. Um, and he was my favorite quarterback in last year's Senior Bowl. He kind of so, was I mean, mine I guess too. That's not really, I guess that's not really saying much considering what yeah, it's like saying you know who our favorite. It's like saying who Malik our favorite was this last year, <laughs> right? Considering what we know about Malik Willis at this point, yeah, he may not even have a roster spot. I like Sam Howell better than Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So I did. I did it. The I did it. The Senior Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So did I. So um, if if you got to pick the number one wide receiver next year for uh, for Sam Howell. Is it going to be last year's first round pick, Jahan Dotson, who, like, if you look at the underlying stats and you go back and you watch the film, was an absolute G last year. I mean, he was, he was good. Or is it still more the same, man, Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin? I think it's McLaurin. It's got to be, it's, it, it's got to still be McLaurin. Whenever you talk to, whenever you talk to people who are close to that Washington football, team program and you ask them that same question they say they say without a doubt tmc scary terry still the alpha 